Welcome to this edition of Doctors in the House. The Columbus Medical Association is thrilled to have two CMA members who are members of the Ohio General Assembly. And in this series, we will talk about what their experiences are as physician legislators, as well as the policy issues of the day. In this episode, we'll be talking to Dr. Beth Liston. Dr. Liston represents the 8th Ohio House District, and Dr. Liston is a hospitalist at Ohio State University and Nationwide Children's Hospital. Dr. Liston, thank you for your time today. You serve on the Finance Committee, uh, which is now in a busy time dealing with the state budget. The budget's over 3,000 pages of appropriations and policy language. Are there any possibilities for policy issues that impact health care that you'd like to touch on today? <laughs> well, yes, there's lots of possibilities for policies that impact health care. Um, you know, about 60% of our budget spending is in um, hum health and human services. So um, there's a lot in there. Today is the first day that we're seeing the substitute bill. Basically, we went through several weeks of testimony. Um, we have a HHS subcommittee where I'm ranking member. And from that testimony, we submitted amendments to what the governor's bill was. And today is sort of our first look of how it all came together. And it is now like 5,500 pages. Um, but a lot of the push has been trying to make sure that we support Medicaid providers um, with a big focus on those that do some direct care, home health services, um, and um, direct service providers, so aides and those that really help our patients um, who need extra support in their home, um, just because they've been really underpaid for quite some time. But the, there's a lot of other funds potentially that we're adding to try to make sure those that do provide care for people with Medicaid um, can afford to do so. And there's been, you know, the dentists, I think, are, have a pretty large amendment. There's behavioral health services that are looking for additional support. Ambulances, um, all of these places where maybe Medicaid reimbursement has been suffering. Um, there's a lot that's going to be, I think, increasing that in terms of funds. And then there's a lot of policy, small policy pieces that get into the budget. Um, I had been working with uh, Representative Schmidt on a stroke registry, and I think that's going to be, that's in the substitute bill. I think we have a Parkinson's registry coming into the substitute bill. I would say that we're not done with it yet, and 5,500 pages just came out, so we're going to spend the next several days hearing lots about what um, is in what we still need to do, um, but there's there's a lot going on in the house um, with the health and human services space. Beth, you mentioned uh, about a number of different providers and reimbursement. I'm curious if is anything related to physician uh, services. Medicaid across the board in the governor's budget increased provider reimbursement rates. Um, by a, a small amount for everyone, and I believe it's about 5% um, across the board with some additional investments in specific spaces. However, you know, in the behavioral health space and um, mental health space, I think there's definitely a group that's looking for um, additional support. So yes and no. Um, it hasn't been a big part of the amendment process, but I think there's a large additional investment in Medicaid overall, um, most of which goes into a line item for Medicaid to 
um, used to help support providers. And it's not the lawmakers that say exactly what that looks like, although we can give some uncodified language to help prioritize um, the director and their public process can um, continue to work hopefully with other providers on specifics of rate setting. Let's shift gears now and, and go to the committee that you're a ranking member on um, for the Health Policy Committee and wondering if uh, there are any bills there that you'd like to talk to people about today. Well, I think the bill that we're going to be hearing that's very controversial um, is the bill to prevent um, minors from receiving gender-affirming care. Um, so for those not familiar, gender-affirming care is the best evidence treatment guidelines for um, individuals that have gender dysphoria or are transgender. And there are many clinics across the state that provide phenomenal services for particularly children and adolescents in need. Um, I think Ohio is a, is a pretty strong leader in this space. Nationwide Children's is an international leader in having created the guidelines of care based on best practices. And this particular bill says that you cannot do gender-affirming care for minors, anyone under 18. And so that includes counseling services, um, includes some hormones related to puberty, um, and really says that doctors can't follow the guidelines when treating um, minors, which I think is a really big problem. Um, regardless of whether you work in that space or not, I think that one, the bill itself is going to harm a lot of kids across our state. Two, it's certainly going to harm programs that are you know, leading science in best practices. And then three, we see the state legislature uh, overriding science and medicine um, and the practice of medicine in this bill and other places um, over the years, which is really concerning to me. Dr. Liston, thanks for your summary on the budget uh, and on House Bill 68, the gender-affirming care bill. Um, are there any other topics you want to touch on today? Well, this week, there's a lot going on um, related to uh, Ohioans' ability to put measures on the ballot to amend the Constitution. Um, and so we're seeing a lot of different bills that would make it a lot harder for people to um, voice their concerns. And, and I know from a healthcare perspective, this would impact the reproductive health amendment. Um, and there's a lot of citizens initiatives that are in the works that would be harmed by the bills that are coming through. So that's a big topic um, that I think has impacts on healthcare and the practice of medicine in Ohio. So something to, to keep an eye on overall. Thanks for mentioning that. And uh, between our conversations with you and Dr. Samani, we'll keep track of those issues and report on it as developments occur. Thanks for your time today. Yeah, thanks for talking, Malcolm. I appreciate it. Doctors in the House is a podcast produced by the Columbus Medical Association. You can stay up to date on our advocacy efforts at columbusmedicalassociation.org slash advocacy.